Hey guys, welcome to or welcome back to Books, Booze, and Banter. I'm Shalina. And I'm Chelsea. What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm going to be really sad when this series is over. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I was, just so ha- I was just thinking on the way here, I'm like, what <laughs> book are we going to do next? I feel like we've devoted so much of our life to this series. I know. And you know it's not even going to be the end of it because no. eventually, I think next year, the sixth book is coming out. Do you know, like, who it's going to be over? Because I, I was just, don't. I was just reading, like, some reddit thing and it was basically assuming that the next series is going to be about elaine that's what i've heard which is good because i really want to know what happens with elaine i know me too i'm very curious as to which way that's gonna go i think that this is just my hypothesis speculation here if you will (laughs) i think that her and asriel are going to get together See, I think that because of all the hints that they've shown, but also there have been looks between Az and Gwen, and I've seen some rumblings of that on the internet, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess it depends on if uh, Sarah J. Moss wants to keep it solely with the Bonds. (laughs) let us us know. Well, I think the whole reason she, like, whenever – which we obviously we're not to the meat and potatoes of, of our episode. Usually right. we start out with the with the drinks, but you know, again, speculation. I think she purposely planted before. I don't remember which book it was, mm-hmm. but where she was saying that some people have gone against the mating bond, and because while everybody else has stuck with it, there's been some yeah. people who haven't, and I feel like she purposely planted that to show that it's not impossible, and the fact that Elaine is still so resistant. After all this time. Yeah. I think that might have been a Miss and Fury. So I think it's when her and Reese are talking it's, about It's it, all like blo- blooding together at this I point. I know. I know. I've re- reread blooding, them all blooding. now twice. And I still feel like they all run together. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Also, I wonder how much of a difference it made that Lucian immediately recognized the bond and mm-hmm. threw it out there because like just so you know we're mates yeah didn't even like give her a second thought like not like oh do i really want to pursue this just right. like all of a sudden like yeah we're mates because yeah because reese knew it immediately or very early on mm-hmm. but still didn't tell favor kind of let her come to at least like him <laughs> and want to be in his presence before it was even like a thing and then I feel like that's a little bit of symbolism for some life lessons here. You know, if yeah. you like somebody, don't come on so strong. Yeah. Don't come on that hard. Yeah. Know? Don't just immediately shout you're meant to be. Let them let them catch up first. I just like, I could have told Dan that. Like, I already knew, obviously. But, yeah. you know, I didn't want to seem as psychotic You as could I be was. right, but you got to give the person some time. I, gotta ha- I had to <laughs> let him come to that decision on his own, right. even though I, you know, met, like Taylor Swift, mastermind, made him get there. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but did you completely or was he already there and he just took longer to catch up? That's true. He did take longer to catch up because, he, again, he dissed me whenever I first tried to lay it down smooth and thick. Look, it'd be like that sometimes. I feel yeah. like when I finally found my person, it's going to be like that because I'm real slow on the uptake. Even yeah. the long-term relationship I was in, like, 
Katie was like, you're in love with him. Because I was like, I can't quit thinking about him. Like, what is this? And she was like, you're in love. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> What's that? Are you sure? What's love? love? What do you mean? I don't think so. I, I don't know about that. I just think we have a mating bond. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I recognized it. I was like, God damn. How did this happen to me? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I don't do this. <laughs> Say me. Um, but anyway, I guess we'll actually get back into how we normally do this episode. Yes. What kind of drinks did you make for us today? Okay, I made two drinks again. Two drinks for two books? Yeah. Maybe I didn't do two drinks for the first one because, you know, Tamla's a bitch and I don't like the Supreme Court. But, yeah. Um, so this one, <laughs> I made a, just like a pineapple vodka Sprite drink. Yeah. Well, end of end of summer. So we had to throw a little summer thing yeah, in there just well, to... Make it last a little longer, although I am ready for it to not be 100 plus degrees. That is true. Arkansas, well, if you're listening. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> a little pineapple passion, if you will. Okay. Um, Ooh, and <laughs> there's another reason, but we're not talking about that. If you know, you know. <laughs> and um, so I was also inspired by Lady Death, a.k.a. Nessa, a.k.a the main character in AKA one of the main characters cult in, bitch. <laughs> yes <laughs> hashtag triple cut tm <laughs> in a court of silver flames uh and since she's called lady death i was like let's use liquid death in something so i used liquid death iced tea a little bit of peach syrup and top it off with sprite because you know iced tea the house wine of the south zero sugar sprite just Cause we're some healthy bitches up It here. works for everything. Okay. When, whenever you see us with six pack abs, that's fine. Exactly. That's that sugar free Sprite. Listen, if you guys want to make an easy cocktail, pick like a fruit or a juice or some other drink, whatever spirit of your choice. Usually vodka does well with pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Tequila as well. Bourbon if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and then top it off with a little bit of Sprite and you got a 10 out of 10 cocktail every time. The Every makings time. of a great cocktail. Some kind of fruit, some kind of liquor, and then some kind of Sprite. Exactly. And just 10 out of 10 combo, regardless of how you play it. All right. All right so I'm going to start off with the tea one. Okay. All right. I'll and it's it sparkly, too. Yeah, I made them sparkly A little ASMR again. here. I like that piece. Mmm. <laughs> oh. That's fucking good. Oh my god! I think that I think the peach was a good idea too. I think, yeah. and that's the thing is, I, <laughs> as a true southerner, I love me some sweet tea. And normally, I'm like, don't put any fucking fruit, don't put any like spices oh or anything god. like that in my tea, like passion fruit tea or herbal teas or anything like that. And I definitely don't like no peach tea. Um, but this is I mainly just taste the peach. Like yeah. this is really good. Um, I took a little sip of the actual liquid death by itself, which it also has agave and vitamins in it. So oh, extra we are healthy. Epitome of health over here. Um, and Six pack abs. Here we come. The tea by itself is good. It's not very sweet at all, which mm -hmm. I like because I don't really like sweet tea. Get out. Listen, I've lived in the South most of my life, but I was born in Boston. Okay. I'm not truly a Southerner <laughs> wow. at heart in my soul. Uh, but this is fucking good. Yeah. See, I usually like flavored teas if I'm going to drink it. Mm -hmm. We went to Chick-fil-A last night 
and I always want their sweet tea, but I never want to get it because I'll drink the whole entire thing. And so I always make Dan get sweet tea so I can have a couple sips of his. I like it. Because they have the best sweet tea. If you know, you know. Oh my gosh, that's delicious. Yep. Um, okay. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Yes, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. All right, now I need to. I'm like, maybe I'm going to buy a pack of those for my <laughs> my drink tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Yes, we are filming this Labor Day. Or filming. Yeah, we're, fi- <laughs> we're recording this Labor Day weekend. I was saying it with you. I'm like, yeah, we're filming this Labor Day weekend. <laughs> we should start filming at some point. Do you see what I look like? I mean, we'll have to make an effort probably if have we you care seen, what the internet looks like. Have you seen like. some of the facial expressions I make? That's the best part. I don't have cute facial expressions, you know? I don't either. But we're cute. Our facial expressions. (laughs) And I'm like all hunched over trying to talk into the mic and, you know, my roles will be showing and I just can't Oh, we'll need a better setup for sure. Oh, yeah. But we we ain't that professional yet. All right. Let's try pineapple passion. Pineapple passion. All right. Mm. Accidentally did a slurp into the mic. I like the glitter. Something's mm-hmm. missing. Sprite? <laughs> no, I put Sprite in it. Cranberry? <laughs> I think maybe I should have added a little bit of simple syrup. It'd be really sweet then. Because, well, the pi- I feel like it's not quite sweet enough to make me want to drink it consistently. Either more mm-hmm. pineapple I feel or like, a little bit of simple syrup. I feel like I don't really... Because it's like true pineapple juice. Like, oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. That's And so that's where I'm kind of like caught up. I'm like, I don't know if it's the pineapple juice or what. <laughs> It's not bad, which is not my favorite. It's not as good as the other one. Mm-hmm. I feel like the other one is a good, like the perfect amount of sweetness. And this one's just a little tart. Like mm-hmm. I can taste the vodka a little bit more, which mm-hmm. isn't bad. We're using local vodka, by the way, Rocktown. Shout out to Rocktown. Shout out to Rocktown. Hey, holla. Yeah, okay, so would you put in the, the pink pineapple passion? Um, it's only pink because of the glitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any red glitter and Cass's siphons are red and I wanted to... Do a little nod to him. Pink. Close enough. Um, so, yeah. But it's literally pineapple juice, vodka, and Sprite. Oh, okay. All right. Well, not bad. I'll give it a mm, probably 6 out of 10. It's probably healthier than the other one. <laughs> like, we're not here for health. Um, yeah, I think 6 out of 10. Could be better. Could be worse. Yeah. Not the worst thing we've had. No. <laughs> like the Gimlet. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Gimlet. I'm convinced Absolutely. I made it wrong. Because I feel like it's a really popular drink and like something. I'm just convinced everybody else has bad taste. <laughs> Could be that. Could be that. We're still wait. Listen, we have maybe some listeners in the UK and we need you guys to tell According us. According to our analytics. We why do. do you like it? <laughs> are we making it wrong? What are you putting in yours that makes it so fucking spectacular? <laughs> It just... Is it supposed to taste like shit? I don't Who hurt you? Maybe it was the gin. Because gin is disgusting. Well, I mentioned it in that episode, like, the other time when Ryan Reynolds came out with Aviation Gin for the first time, mm-hmm. my ex and I bought a fifth of it, mm-hmm. and we were making all kinds of gin drinks, and it was delicious. It was smooth. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I loved all the drinks we made with that, mm-hmm. but... Maybe it was a gin. That gimlet was not good. I do have yet to find. Maybe I haven't looked hard enough, but uh, Mark Wahlberg's Azul Tequila is Mm. very delicious, very smooth. And the only reason I know is because 
Conway does not have a lot of good margarita places. Mm -hmm. And while on the border does not have the best margaritas ever, they, we went, me and Dan went a few weeks ago and just had um, like chips and queso and stuff. And they have a Marky Marg is what they call it. Mm. And it's made with his uh, tequila, Azul or Azul tequila, whatever he calls it. And it was very good. I had no idea he even had a tequila. Oh, yeah. He, he does. It's very smooth. Very delicious. Who makes it? Oh, gosh. Now I can't even. So if y'all can tell me where to find it, that would be great. There's a really good tequila. I can't even think. Codigo. And I can't remember who makes it, but I think it's like a country, like a legendary country star. But it's so fucking good. Google it's it. so smooth. Codigo? Yeah. It's about 40 bucks a bottle. Um, we even bought some when we went to Vegas last it's year. Tequila? Mm-hmm. Let's see here. It's really good. Oh, that I one's found it. that one's usually my go-to tequila, especially if I know we're gonna be taking shots, because especially chilled. It's very smooth, very easy to shoot. Mm. Is it George Drake? Yes. Okay. Yes. The king of country? Yes. <laughs> I was like, I know it's a legendary country person. I just can't think of his it's name right now. It's the legendary country person. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all the country fans out there. I don't listen to country. I mean, I don't listen all. to like new country, but if you give me like probably 1995 or before, I probably know it. I bet I know several George Strait songs yeah. if I can't name them, but. I mean, you probably know, like, all the classics. I have a golden ring of fire plant that I named Johnny, and I have an actual variegated ring of fire on its way to me that's going to be Johnny 2.0. Oh. Actually, he's going to be fancy Johnny. I wasn't really like a Johnny. I wasn't really like a Johnny Cash <laughs> fan, but I, I get but I get it. It's good. Um, check yes or no, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. It's it sounds like it sounds like I I know what you're talking. Amarillo about. by morning. Um, probably if I heard it, <laughs> I'll I'm, sing it for you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. To Amarillo. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> um, this is gonna get. This is gonna be the thing people run into. So I'm like, you don't know who George Strait is. Probably so. <laughs> I kind of do, but I love his tequila. Shout out to George Strait's tequila. All my exes live in Texas. Oh, of course, of course. He mentions Texarkana. Shout out to my hometown in that song. <laughs> Rosanna from Texarkana. I know. Anytime someone like mentions Arkansas or something like that, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So I was, have you watched on Netflix, um, Never Have I Ever? No. Okay. Well, it's a really cute show. Main character is um, Indian. And so her whole family's Indian. Mm -hmm. And so it's just making a lot of like jokes about you know like their their culture and their mm -hmm. customs and whatnot but anyway and so there's a character in there and it's the guy who plays in pitch perfect mm. and plays one of the um troublemakers and it's the indian one and so he's in okay, there. he's adorable okay. anyway he plays manish and so the if y'all haven't seen it you know spoiler alert but it's not really a spoil but anyway the grandmother is mad because he doesn't know um, any of the culture and mm -hmm. he's like I'm from central Arkansas like, <laughs> and I was like oh, I'm sitting there on the treadmill watch like watching it as I walk and I'm like hey <laughs> I know I was watching True Blood the other night and I forgot that Sam goes and finds his family in Arkansas and I was like hey <laughs> True Blood or are you super, Supernatural? True Blood 
true blood. Oh, well, I thought. Oh, I was thinking it was supernatural because Dan said there was an episode that was like filmed in Little Rock. Or something. Oh yeah, it's a uh, on my wanted poster of them up there. They get arrested in Little Rock. Uh, okay, that's not that's allegedly. What it it's obviously in Canada, but yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, mind. they do. They get arrested in Little and Rock. And then another <laughs> Texarkana plug in <laughs> Yellowstone. There's a dim-witted, you know ranch hand mm-hmm. female who is uh in there and she says she's from texarkana nice. but she says texarkana and if you are truly from texarkana you know <laughs> that it is not pronounced texarkana <laughs> but that's, that's for my awesome. other podcast about texarkana okay. I don't all like right all right moving along let's get into it we're covering the last two books of the akatar series a court of frost and starlight and a court of silver flames Woo-hoo. I promise we'll get through A Court of Frost and Starlight very quickly because there's the, just not a lot to it. Yeah, there's not. It's a it's a novella, and so it's very short. Yeah. Um, and I feel like truly, if you wanted to, you could probably skip it and go ahead and go to A Court of Silver Flames after A Court of Mist and Fury. Yeah. But um, Wings and Ruin. Rent Wings and Ruin. Just kidding. Keep skipping over my favorite. So uh, no, because it just wasn't my favorite. But I love it. Um, <laughs> But it does have some important information in there that is a little bit of, I guess, foreshadowing. So you yeah, it's really don't want to skip it. A lot more than I remembered. Because um, when I was rereading it, all I remembered was like the cutesy little Christmas special stuff. And then I was like, oh, shit. They like actually talk about more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So a Court of Silver Flames. Yeah. post Habern War. Multiple point of views. Everybody's struggling. Yeah. It's been two years since the start of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and only like six months or nine months or something post-war. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's on the struggle bus. Everybody's got PTSD. Everybody's just trying to rebuild their life in the cities. Yeah. And Valeris is still trying to rebuild from the attack. Yeah. Trying to get over wartime. Um, Lord Devlin's being a little bitch again, per usual. He's, that is the leader of the Illyrian. Yeah. Um, everyone's prepping for the solstice, the winter solstice, slash Feyre's birthday. Slash Christmas for the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. I know. I was like, oh, they do solstices like proper little pagans. Cass, <laughs> <laughs> um, he flies to Ramiel, which is like the first time we, I think. It's, it's the first time it's mentioned by name. Yeah. It's the sacred mountain of the Illyrians. Uh, it's the home of the blood rite, which is the big test that the Illyrians have to go through like to a big become an actual warrior. Yeah, their wings are bound, can't use their siphons. No magic. No magic. They only have the clothes on their back, and they have to make it to the top, which and only ends up with a lot of like killing each other. Yeah. And- which only 12 have made it even to the base of the mountain. Um, and then the only three to ever make it to the Ramiel Stone are Cass, As, and Reese. Our favorite Illyrians. Our babes. Our babes. Um, it's also the tattoo that Reese mm-hmm. has on his knees. It's the Night Court Insignia. I'm pretty sure all three of them have it. But yeah, it's Night Court mm-hmm. Insignia. Like, that's the mountain. Yeah, with the, the mountain with the three stars. Mm-hmm. Which we learned the three star names in Silver Flames. Mm-hmm. And so if we're all going to go get matching tattoos, that's the one that I want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that is important. It's a we- reminder of the blood right. Yeah, <clears throat> we need that. Info. 
uh, Feyre finds a studio for sale, an art studio, and she gets an invitation um, by another Fae to come and paint with them. Because again, you know, in times she hasn't of stress, paint, yeah, she hasn't painted or done anything yeah. in quite some time. She's struggling mm-hmm. again. We're all struggling. I don't remember who says this, but the quote is, no one is too busy to eat. And I said, amen. True. I think it was Cassian. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm never, I'm, this thing is, I'm never too busy. I'm never too stressed. I'm never too upset or never too anything. Mm-hmm. Um, never too running behind. The I'm always running behind. only time I don't eat on a very regular basis is if I'm like really sick. And that's how I know something's wrong. Yeah. Like, I could feel a little run down or whatever, but I'm still eat. If I have no appetite, something's wrong. Yeah. So we need to go to the Med Express. We need to get checked out, babes, because something is happening. My body is attacking I need itself. a doctor. Baron <laughs> <laughs> um, wants to expand into the spring court. There's more discontent in the Illyrian camps that they need to tamp down. The wall is still down, so that's yeah. kind of a problem at this point because – People like Baron and other Fae still, like, have the mindset of wanting to expand into the human lands. Right. They're having trouble getting anyone to agree to a treaty and, like, actual ho- actually hold peace that they all worked so hard for. Everyone's kind of scrambling. Typical after-war stuff. Everything sure. is a little unstable right now. Um, I wrote, more can't let go of her hatred of Eris and her father. Yep. And then... Which I happen too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nessa is struggling hardcore. We get glimpses of the fact that she's just been boozing it up, sleeping yeah. it up, which she's living her hot girl summer life. Yes. And you know, no judgment for Above hot and girl beyond. summer, but her reactions are a little extreme. She's yeah. drowning herself in it. And it's yeah. not healthy, but everyone's kind of trying to give her her space. Of course, Kaz is fucking with her per usual. <laughs> I wrote, I don't want Cassian to know I'm reading smut, which apparently is like one of the looks that she gives. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Cass <laughs> uh, also buys winter gear for the less fortunate in the Illyrian camps from Emery's shop, mm-hmm. which she will pop up later. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought she had already popped up, and I'm like, no, that's right. This is where we meet her. Yeah. <laughs> and so she has had her wings clipped by her bitch-ass dad. By her bitch-ass dad, and I think it mentions it in there. Yeah. Okay. And that usually happens from a healer, and it was her father that actually did it. So mm-hmm. it was, like, even more butchered, and there's no chance of saving her wings, which will come up later. But. Yeah. And so it wasn't anything out of love. It was out right. of, yeah, um, torture, basically. Uh, but, yeah, Nesta's still a cold-hearted bitch, acting like, you know, her demise is everybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, it kind of reminds me of, like, in Twilight. You know, I keep saying that this book is very similar to Twilight. It's very similar <laughs> to back in Twilight whenever Rosalie was mad that she was turned into, like, a hot, strong vampire to save her life, you know, because she was dying um but she's pissed about it because she can't grow old with somebody and have children and i'm like a little appreciation would be nice yeah yeah but whatever i the evolution of nessa in my mind is still summed up by her nickname for me which is turbo cunt because in the beginning it's negative i don't like it she's kind of cowardly about some things but it evolves into yeah 
I yeah. love you, Turbo Cunt. I don't. I, I think after I think after reading all five books, I still don't really love her. Like maybe it's because I'm not one of those people who can forgive and forget, but Fair. I still have like a little bit of resentment towards her for the way that she acted Fair. and the fact that Feyre is all like, "Oh, I forgive you," and all, and I'm just like, "Bitch." We'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah, you're right. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I brought it up. <laughs> um, Feyre wants to paint the beast within. She's, she if you she eventually starts painting again. Uh, Reese goes and visits Tamlin, and he's very depressed. Yep. No one's around him. He's like all alone. He's his, like disheveled. His manner is in ruins. It's falling apart. And I said, I refuse to feel bad for baby bitch, baby, baby back, back bitch, bitch at Tamlin. <laughs> yeah. It's entirely his fault. It's all his fault. It, it is it. his fault. Yeah. Now, did Feyre sow some discord in the court? Yes. yes. But he deserved it for being a little bitch from the beginning. I agree. I agree. Okay. But he is also not doing his part to like upkeep his area, like no, his court, because the whole entire race, reason Reese goes is because he's trying to get Tamlin to close his borders around mm-hmm. his court because it's his court that separates you know, the Fey court or the Fey from yeah. humans, and he's not securing the border. You know, and so which is why Baron spotting Reese goes in there like Trump trying to close the borders (laughs) and make sure that nobody can get over. (laughs) Don't you dare compare Reese to that man. (laughs) Um, Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm not. That's a negative comparison. But anyway, Uh, that's what's a funny one. But that's what it made me think of. Close your borders. Um, so that way, you know, but it's basically to protect the humans from the Fae. Could you imagine if we just posted something that was like, Reese is like Trump, and then everyone would be like, why are you talking? We would get so much negative feedback. (laughs) Everybody would hate us. Oh my God, that's terrible. Okay. Um, Um, and then Tamlin's basically like, whatever, I don't care. Wait. He's just a depressed little bitch, but yeah. I don't even care. I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> um, I wrote, I just put Amran and Varian, and so I, love I didn't it. put anything with that. I guess they're just still together yeah. and, you know, fucking like rabbits. Yeah, he buys her lots of jewels and things. And, hey. And they really get each other. Like, he's still kind of I feel like I get Amran. <laughs> yeah, I do like, like Amran. short, feisty, really likes jewels and I to be flattered. Um, you know. I think he's still kind of scared of her, even though she is just high fade now. But he's just, like, in awe and gets her, but is kind of terrified. I love it. Yeah. And she adores him. Uh, I put, what's the, the as in Elaine connection about? You just get a couple, a couple little vibes between them. There's is all. Little, there's little things. There's little things. Um, and did then, we mention that they're all preparing for winter solstice? Yes. Yeah, we did Christmas. And then hope I made it after I mastered void, which is a quote uh, from the like thread shop owner. The, um, the, the there's thread a tapestry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Not to be confused with. The other weaver. Yeah, Striga. <laughs> the the scary weaver. This is just somebody who actually weaves fabric. Yes, uh, but she lost her husband in the war and channeled her grief into this tapestry of, I think, the Night Court insignia. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the blackest black you could ever imagine. Like, like swallows. It swallows yeah, it's basically what it said. But then there's yeah. like silver thread yeah. in it that stands out yeah or something that that's the hope in the void yeah the silver thread is the hope 
in the void. But she also yeah. tells something to Feyre about the fact that they never, like, he never lived long enough for them to have children, mm-hmm. and basically that's her, like, biggest regret. So it kind of gives Feyre a little bit of an idea, like, oh, I think I know what I'm going to get race for Winter Solstice. Yeah. Because she has no idea what to get him. Yeah. Um... But yeah, and so now she's painting. She paints the beast, uh, the beast within, which yes. um, is talking about whenever she looked into the mirror, the Ouroboros, the Ouroboros, or Ouroboros. There's a supernatural episode about the Ouroboros. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's and so thing. yeah, she looked in the mirror, saw a horrible beast. Um, that is actually her, and that's mm-hmm. what she painted. Uh, Lucian visits, and these idiots have a snowball fight. <laughs> it's their annual snowball fight. I, I think I remember texting my friend Alyssa being like, they're having a snowball fight? Stop it right now. Hey, if we ever got snow, I would have a snowball fight. It's so cute. It's so cute. Like, the three most powerful fae in or have Prithian. Take time out of their busy schedules to have a snowball, snowball fight. fight. And it, like, lasts all day long, too. Yeah, and then they, you know. Um, then they go steam <laughs> in the sauna Nike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be in that sauna. Hello. <laughs> uh, I wrote the cake layers. Zelaine makes Feyre's birthday cake. Oh, and it's based off of the dresser drawers yeah. that Feyre painted in the cottage. And Feyre's the bottom one because she's the foundation. Tear. Tear, cry. I like that um, <laughs> Sarah J. Moss put the uh, the sibling tropes on their head because normally it's the oldest one that does it all and mm-hmm. takes it all. This one is the youngest one. But kind of the same in my family, honestly. My oldest brother is good and responsible. You know, that's a whole other thing. Anywho, uh, Nessa shows up to Solstice. (laughs) Nessa shows up to Solstice. um, And then Cass, or she kind of just sits in the corner the whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she leaves after she can't take the crackling of the fire anymore, Mm -hmm. which is important later as well. Cass follows her. He got her present, but she's being such a bitch to him, he throws it into the Cedra. Which we never find out what he got her. We do. <clears throat> we do? Towards the end of Silver Flames, yeah. I don't remember. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, remind me. I'm okay. I'll tell you. I don't I mean, think maybe I, I just forgot. I don't think I wrote it down, but remind me and I'll tell you. Um, Feyre changes her tattoos. To match oh on her hands the eyes they they're the night court insignia yeah. and what is that significant of it means like it can never be undone yeah like yeah it's basically like she's in it oh life well i feel like she was already in it whenever she got you know married freeze and yeah, is high leggy so i'm surprised yeah. that just wasn't like an automatic tattoo yeah i know they make that stupid fucking bargain too yeah, but yeah okay We'll talk about that later. Well. Yeah, because that's going to come back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Reese buys an estate and Farrah opens the studio. Yeah, that's. I was about to say, I don't really have anything else besides the fact that Reese buys the farmland on the river by the rainbow. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that's basically it. Mm-hmm. It was really short and sweet and easy. Um, so, definitely don't skip out on it unless you, it's absolutely necessary. But yeah. So, now. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I mean, cute holiday special. It was it was a nice little um 
It was a nice little palate cleanser in between or after Wings and Ruin. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot going on there. And so it was nice to just have like a short little um, quick read. I think it was good to prepare for the POV switch too. Yeah. Um, because Silver Flames centers around Nesta and Cassian. Yeah. In which it's still, it's still written in third person. It is. It's yeah. written in third person, whereas Frost and Starlight is uh, multiple point of views. It's only been first person with Feyre and Reese. Yeah. Those are the only POVs that have been first person. Everyone else, even if it is their POV, it's still third, third person. person. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting choice, which I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, that just means it's Reese and Feyre's story. Yeah. Um, and then we're just getting these other perspectives. Yep. Um, all right. So... Seven out of ten for a quart of frost and starlight. We both agreed for mm-hmm. once. Um. <laughs> I know. I feel like our ratings are always they're similar on the drinks, always different. On always the different books. on the books. Yeah. And <laughs> um, maybe one of these days we'll have a consistent, you know, consistent rating. No, it makes it more fun. If that's we differ. True. That's true. <laughs> All right. So quart a quart of silver flames. Book the last and final book. Book five. All hail Turbo Cut. Team. Nesta, like I said, in <laughs> book four is still a bitch. That's the first, that's the first thing I wrote. Uh, Cassian comes with a summons for her. She's got to move to the House of Wind and train. This is her intervention, right? Yeah. You know, so they're all they all meet up with her, have an intervention. Like, look, these are your only options. You yeah. get to go to the House of Wind and train with um, Cassian every day, mm-hmm. and then go down to work in the library, mm-hmm. or we're throwing your ass in the human lands. Yeah. Or you got to go back where nobody's going to want you because you're fake. Yeah. And we're cutting you off. Okay. Money train stops Be- now. Because literally she's just like gambling, doing all the things. Has like a big gambling debt. <laughs> I don't remember how much she spent like the night before Cass goes to get her. But <laughs> it just made me think of that uh, TikTok where it's like 30000 I wouldn't mind uh, $30,000 to get in my like, bank account. Oh, no. And, well, I mean, when Farrah reads, like, the thing, I think she cries, like, at breakfast the yeah. next morning because she's just, like, we've given her her space, like, well, and just, like there's what a, nothing else they can What do. a spoiled, ungrateful bitch. Like, yeah. and how entitled can you be as someone who never hunted, never helped, never did anything whenever y'all were humans? Yeah. And then your your fae now, I get it, against your will, but they've tried to made it make it as pleasing as possible. You know, you have this apartment that they're paying yep. for, even though it's like run down and gross, and they told yep. you that you could live in the very nice apartments. Yep. Um, and but again, they're paying your rent. Yeah, because they offered the townhouse to her after they moved yeah. into the estate. Yeah, and she's just like, no, like refusing all help, but is not refusing their money. Yeah. And that I'm going to go gamble your money and spend it on booze and people and what have you yeah um so just the audacity really uh yeah it's 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 a lot (laughs) yeah and this whole book is very thick and it's a lot so if we miss your favorite part i'm very sorry yes and here initially honestly for the first like 160 pages of this book i was just like can you stop yeah with the uh woe is me yeah and just the self-hatred yeah self-loathing help self-hatred but she also doesn't ask anybody for help right or like tell anybody about you know the fact that she can't be in a room with the fire because the sound reminds her of her dad's neck cracking 
Um, I feel like my journey with Nessa and her personality is similar to my journey with Sam Winchester of Supernatural because (laughs) until he finally explained his actions at the end of season eight, I just didn't get him. I didn't understand. And then once it was explained, I was like, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Preparing for another war. Yeah. Again. (laughs) I know. So many war. (laughs) Um, But now we're hunting the dead trove. Yes. Cass got the Illyrians in line because there were a bunch of dissenters. And they were like, we got to keep them together in case we do go to war again. So Mm -hmm. he gets them in line. Um, He goes to visit the Band of Exiles, a.k.a. Jurian, Vasa, and Lucian. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is where we start to get like the first rumblings of the dead trove because when he visits them, um, Baron, they find out that Baron is lying with Breelin, which is the the evil witch. Yes. The young queen. Yeah. They got turned into the evil crone. Mm -hmm. Um, and then. And she has the crown. No, she doesn't have the crown. She has something. She does, but we don't find that out until later. I thought they got the crown from. Under okay, never Way mind. Later. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. My um, nets are not in order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so she has the crown, so, which is part of the dead trove, which yes. means that she's going to be powerful, right? If she gets all the pieces, right? But we still don't find that out until later. I thought that was in the beginning. That's the whole reason we're hunting the dead trove. No, not yet. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but. Here, okay, because you remember last time I was confused about Braxis mm-hmm. and Koshi because he said that Bone Carver says his brother is Koshi. Yeah. But then Braxis went with them. Braxis is fear. He's not a death god. Oh. He's like the embodiment of fear. Okay, gotcha. And then Koshi is the okay. actual brother, and okay. he's the one that is bound to the lake and that turned Vasa into a phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. That makes sense. I, okay. This makes sense now. I got this. Um, I said, stop treating sweet baby Cass like this. It's very rude. Yeah. Nesta is still taking out all her anger on him. Yes. Even though at the end of Wings and Ruin, she kissed him. I know. And was trying to protect him. I know. But then afterwards, she's just like, fuck you. I know. <sighs> also, the only way for her to, because they cut her off with the wine too, which I'm like. No, that's a little rude. Faye <laughs> must not uh, be prone to the effects of alcohol withdrawal because as much as baby girl was drinking she should have had some problems yeah okay uh but anyways they cut her off and the only way she can get down to the city because no one else is going to take her there the house has been told strictly to not give her any wine is for her to climb down ten thousand steps yeah so the first time she gets pissed off she goes down 111 steps and she's like oh my god Uh, i can't breathe i want to die after step like 50 (laughs) listen your girl can lift, but your girl can't no. cardio. All right. I'm I'm there with her. Okay. Whenever I was um whenever we were engaged and we were getting ready um for the wedding, I was doing this like workout program, of course, you know, sweating for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh literally it called for the stairmaster like six days a week, maybe seven days a week. Jesus Christ. A hundred floors. Oh every no. single time. And on top of your workout, that was at the end. And and so maybe I didn't do it seven days a week. Probably not. I can't imagine that I did. But I did do 100 floors most days of the oh week. Oh, my God. But I was super lean for the wedding. Every time <laughs> I take my ass up to my work gym, I climb the four, 
flights of stairs. Mm-hmm. And every time someone's there to greet you, and I'm like, hi, hi, I'm great today. How are you? I can't breathe. I want to die. Uh, so, yeah, um, I need to do some cardio, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, she also thinks that Az is the prettiest one. I thought that was funny. Just that she described him as the prettiest one. I thought that was interesting. Um, she meets Emery because so the training is taking place at Windhaven, the mm-hmm. Illyrian camp. And she just refuses. She goes and she sits on her ass on a boulder. And Cass is like I thought it was taking place on top of the House of Wind. Eventually it will. Fuck. <laughs> This is why I do the details. Look, I didn't do the specifics, okay? Because <laughs> um, when I started reading it, too, I was like, I thought they were, no, this I thought they were visiting the Illyrian camp, which is why she met Emery. No, the, the training starts there. Oh. And then oh, she refuses. Oh, yes, and she refuses. Okay, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it embarrasses Cass, and that pissed me off. Yeah. And, and then, she literally just sits there on the rock because she's supposed to train for two hours. Yeah. And she just sits there on the rock the whole entire time. Yeah. And then eventually she goes into the shop because he has some business or whatever after the training hours mm-hmm. over. And that's where she that's meets, where she meets Emery. Emery. And then down in the library, she meets Clotho, of course, and then also Gwen. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets pissed off, goes down the stairs again, and then is still pissed when she falls and she burns a handprint into the stairs. And you're like, ooh. She does still she, have she that got, power. She got, she got some powers. She thought she didn't have her powers anymore. Mm-hmm. She couldn't do anything mm-hmm. whenever she um, basically is kicking herself because she couldn't save, try to save everybody. And yeah. um, But she also, again, flashback, never tried to learn of her powers or right. control them. Right. She so. did that a little bit with Amory, which her and Amory had a huge Falling fight out. Yeah. on like a bowl uh, Boat. Boat. Bowl party. A boat party. They were just having a little yacht party. I know. I was like, damn, I want to go to that yacht party. I know. <laughs> like, did you, I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be like in the olden days. Did y'all have yachts? Well, you know, there's like a, um, like a ball or something that gets thrown that you can get tickets to and you dress up like Faye and go. Oh. I thought that was really cute. Where? I'll show, I'll show you after. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get my ears out real quick. <laughs> I know. I synced it on uh, TikTok. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho. So her, she keeps, every time she says that she's not going to train, she's like, I don't want to train in that, like, fucking place, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I refuse to train there. I won't train Plus, there. Plus, there's a I bunch of, like, Illyrian there. men watching her. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to train in front of them either because, obviously, I don't want to look stupid. And that's exactly her reasoning. So, she's like, I don't want to train there. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. There. And then, mm-hmm. finally, Cassian's like, oh, let's train at the House of Wind. And yeah. she's like, okay, fine. And they make a bargain. Okay, if she's going to train for an hour, he will give her anything she wants. Yeah, basically like an IOU. And she's like, dangerous. And to he's be like, called this in is fucking date. stupid, but I'm going to do it to get your bitch ass to train. Yeah. Um, and so they make the bargain. They have the tattoos, which are on their spines. Sexy. Mm. <laughs> and then. I always wanted a spine tat. I know. But I don't know what I'd get. I don't know and also the pain. I feel like the spine would be difficult. Maybe. Um, she switches some books for Gwen because Gwen brought the wrong book to mm-hmm. her. Like, Gwen is a priestess. Master BT or whatever. Gwen and Clotho. Yeah. Priestesses. And uh, Meryl, I think is the name 
Meryl. Her, like, mm-hmm. boss or whatever. Yeah, which I don't understand why Meryl's so much better than her. Like, better than Gwen. And why Gwen answers Meryl whenever they're both priestesses. I, she's still an apprentice, technically, I think. Oh. Like, I don't think she took whatever steps to be officially a priestess yet. Oh, uh, okay. Um, which she doesn't find herself worthy, but we'll find out about that later. Yeah, yeah. She's um, definitely a little standoffish. Yeah. Um, Because we're getting the impression that she has passed. Yes. Um, Especially because she is in the library. Where it's a safe haven for all yes, the priestesses. because all the priestesses there have suffered some sort of horrible, unspeakable trauma at yeah. some point. Um, um, she, okay, so this I only wrote down because I've heard some rumors without spoilers of this crossing over into her other series. Okay. But Gwen is talking about Meryl having some theories on a multiverse. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, but currently she's working on uh recording a history of the valkyries and i was like wait a second is this marvel <laughs> marvel hello <laughs> what are you doing here <laughs> marvel you gonna make a movie about this? marvel what are you doing here <laughs> um so interesting there Cass and reese go to the spring court to meet eris Cass has allergies me too babes i vibe with you on that yeah i've um, had them all week it's been rough yeah <laughs> and then eris officially reveals that baron wants the spring court territory because Tamlin's bitch ass is still MIA. Yep. In a depression hole. Yep. Uh, Darling Reese is being cagey. And Farrah's got this impenetrable shield around her at all times. Like, why though? Masking her scent. No one can touch her. Kind of glamoring her a little bit. He's just practicing. Practicing for what? He's practicing shields. It's no big deal. Farrah has to figure out how to get through it. That's why it's still up all the time. Lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nesta gets to step 150. And I want a magic house. Okay. It honestly reminded me. I mean, I think we've already talked about this a little bit. Beauty and the Beast yes. vibes with um, Tamlin in the yes. first in the first episode. Almost. <laughs> the first book. <laughs> <laughs> Our first episode. Um, the first book, Court of Thorn and Roses. Um, and so very um, Beauty and the Beast. But now this is like a magic house. I know. It's so cute. Kind of. She opens up to the house first. And the first thing she Now I'm sitting here for, looking at my house reading this. And I'm like, house, where are you at? I know. I'm like, hello. Apartment. <laughs> I'm like, uh, she wishes for a friend. That's the first thing that she wishes for in the house. And the house is like, what up, bitch? I know. It's like, hey, girl, you need to eat. And she's like, I'm not hungry. And she's, they're like, here's Plate. some bread. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go with the soup I gave you. Fucking eat. <laughs> um, okay, that wrote, it's getting heated. The book is about a book. Because <laughs> they're at the table. And she's reading a smut book, and they're, like, flirting hardcore. And mm. she's like, what's that book about? And she's like, it, the book's about a, a book. <laughs> As you do whenever you get caught uh, reading smut. <laughs> um, Nessa has an idea of training the priestesses. She makes it 750 steps. And so this is where we kind of start to see maybe she's not as much of a selfish bit. Yeah, she's starting to thaw a little she, bit. Yeah, because she, she made up. friends with the shop owner, she did. Emery. She and then now she's inviting the priestesses mm-hmm. to train, um, like Gwen. Yeah. And at first, none of them are, like, ready to go. They're like, no, thank you. 
And before all this, Cass is like losing his patience. He's like, I'm reaching out. I'm like, I like, I can't do this anymore, basically. And I think Amran is like, just keep reaching your hand out. Mm-hmm. And eventually she starts, you know, opening up to him a little bit more, opening up to the house, yeah. <laughs> opening up to Emery and Gwen. And um, when she puts up the sign up sheet for the priestesses, it goes lots of days without anyone signing up and she's starting to get discouraged and Cass is like just keep holding out your hand and I was like <laughs> just keep reaching on your hand and you're like oh, okay I'll reach my hand for you Cass <laughs> but uh, not you Nesta <laughs> not you right now it's turbo Ken. not yet not <laughs> <TM>. yet <laughs> later <laughs> give it another 200 pages <laughs> yeah um she makes it a thousand steps after she has a huge fight with Elaine and Eventually, her and Cass kiss, but like a Bow. real kiss this time. Bow. And she's doing some other things with her hand. Look, we talking training and banging. And <laughs> Cass sex weights and protein shakes. Cass finishes, and he's very embarrassed because he is never finished without finishing a woman. But because no one talks to each other, Nesta thinks that she just. He wasn't into it. He was just like, oh, Again, cool, that no happened. Communication. Thank you so much. <laughs> to, on to the next. And he's like, I'm literally so embarrassed. I owe her a debt now. And it has to be repaid. And I'm like, where are the men like this? <laughs> or got some debts? I want to cash respond, in. Respond to this podcast. Send us an email if you're <laughs> trying to get with Shalina. <laughs> Bonus points if your name is Cass. There are two Casses in my life now. Cass, Cassian, Cassiel Casanova, and- somebody that you can call Cass. Cassiel and Cassian. Uh, okay, this is where we find out that Brian Lynn is looking for the dead trove. Dread trove. I was dead trove. Dread trove. Dread trove? Dread trove. I thought it was dead trove. No, it's dread. Holy shit. <laughs> pretty sure mm. is it dead look i don't know you keep oh reading. no now i'm second guessing it i'm trying to find it i thought it was dread because it's like oh it it's may so be dreadful but i'm a little bit um <laughs> i mean i don't know i read a lot of this at like three in the morning <laughs> i'm a little bit dyslexic so sometimes so i could have put i could have just be, been reading it as dead well it can it's made up of the mask, the harp, and the crown. So the mask raises the dead, the harp opens any door, and the crown controls people. And so this in the hands of vindictive ass Brian Lynn is not good. It's going to start another war. And also she is gunning for Nesta because it really is Nesta's fault. That she that got really turned got turned evil. into. Or she was already evil, but she got turned old. Yeah, because the crowd, their cauldron was pissed after Nesta ripped death from its Stupid clutches, um, with her teeth, and took it out on Brylin. And then I fucking knew Feyre was pregnant. Oh, it is. It is dread trove. Okay. Never mind. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, know, you're fine. I put dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're fine. I mean, either one works, honestly. But I mean, I just do that sometimes. <clears throat> I just replace the letters in the word, and I just I read it that way. I um, do like that sometimes. But anyway, yeah. And so, kind of throwing it back to Frost and Starlight, where she came up with the idea that mm-hmm. she was going to 
give him a child for mm-hmm. um, the solstice yes. gift. Yes. And um, but if you remember or if you recall, they talked about it at some point, um, how difficult it is for Faye to conceive. Yeah, it usually takes a minute. Which is why, like, Faye children are so precious mm-hmm. because it's they're so rare. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Feyre is pregnant, which is why Reese was masking her scent. Yes. <laughs> and, I think glamoring her and all the things. Uh, and then I wrote, not Nessa wanting a threesome because she... <laughs> She is watching Cass and Az train together. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I think they're both shirtless. I was low-key expecting that from this book, though. Like, and after some of the other books, I was like, mm, Yeah, because this, this is, I see where also, this is going. <laughs> if this is y'all's first time reading it, I don't know if y'all were warned. I was warned a little bit without too many spoilers or anything but this one kicks it up a notch like this one is like more of an actual adult yeah smutty romance um the other ones i feel like were more like that in between young adult and adult yeah where it's like same thing a lot more suggestion really of what was going mm-hmm. on but this one's full on well like, and that's where whenever i kept hearing people talk about how like these the series was such like a sexual smut series Mm -hmm. and so I got through like the first four and I'm like I'm not really seeing it yeah and like I mean I get that there's some obviously like sexual acts going on but I mean I wouldn't consider it like a smut novel um and then I got to this one and I'm like oh okay I had to stop reading this one at work the first time (laughs) I was like "Mm, awkward this is fully turned into an at-home book because uh it's it's uh, doing some things. It was getting a little hot and heated <laughs> at the Hartwell Hospital. Yeah, I was like, um, is, is the temperature on up in here? Okay, Cass. All right, so we're gonna. Is, is it the Arkansas heater? Is it me? Yeah, uh-huh. we're gonna take this home now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, Cass and Ass, uh, do it. Let's let's give it a shot. <laughs> um, Cass's demo. What did he demo? He showed her something. I don't know, and he left her a war book. Oh yeah, she because th- the book will leave or the house will leave her books. They're usually romance, smutty books, but uh, she finds this like war strategy book, mm-hmm. and she's like, "House, this isn't what you normally read." And the house is like, "Shamey bitch, this is what I would have given you." And then she's like, "Oh my god, it was from Cassian." Yeah, uh, and then Gwen signs up. Yay! Okay. She's got one student. Yes. Oh, so that first part was called Novice. Uh, part two, Blade. Which are um, steps to becoming a Valkyrie, by the way. Yeah. The, and the, wait, did they talk about the Valkyrie yet? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. They, they, said, they said that Meryl's studying it and it's yes. an ancient they female haven't warrior. They started group. like, maybe, well, they start a little bit after Gwen starts the training to. Yeah. And so it's basically just an ancient female warrior group. They were badass. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. were all girls. Mm-hmm. And um, they kicked ass and take names. Yeah. Um, they were pretty fucking elite. Yeah. And their history has been told orally for the most part. And so Meryl is trying to compile like. Documents and yeah. history to just try to piece it all together. Bit, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, is making a comprehensive guide. And eventually they start training like the Valkyrie. Um so the guy that Nesta was um, engaged to, the Tomas or whatever, mm-hmm. back in the human world, when she broke it off with them, he tried to rape her. Yeah. And she bit his ear off, which, good for you, girl. Gotta do what you gotta do. Good for you. 
You gotta kill um, me first. Yes. And so a lot of the story is a lot of women taking back their power um, after typically men have traumatized them in some way, whether physically, mentally, both. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of female empowerment. It's very awesome in that regard. And then <clears throat> the dining room happens, which Nessa goes downtown because uh, Cass is sulking about something. I don't remember what it was. And she's just trying to cheer him up. And she's like, I got to cheer you up, boo. That's usually what I write on, like, whenever I go to weddings and stuff. And it's like advice for the for the bride and groom. And I'm like, head before bed and you'll yeah. never be dead. There you <laughs> go. That's a good one. Um <laughs> After Cass finishes, uh, wait, is that the thing or was it, was it Cass making up for what he did? No, that was, that was whenever. No, that was in her room, I think. Yeah, he made up for it before this scene, but then this was because she was just trying to cheer him up because he had a bad day. Right. And then Az walks in, (laughs) which obviously we all know how quiet Azriel can be. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and so he and he just made like a purposefully scuffing because he's yeah. supposed to be the chaperone this whole time because everybody knows he ain't chaperoning real well. He's not doing a good job at all, but he's got duties. Okay, he's away he's from got, the house a yeah, lot. Yeah, he's got shit to do. You know, he's he's spying for the greater good. Yep, he can't always be there, and he's trying. And I think he secretly wants them to be together anyway. <laughs> That's true. I agree. Um, and then Emery joins the training. Nesta makes it to step 3000. So they need Nesta to tap into her scrying powers so that she can find the dread trove because they were made from the cauldron. (laughs) She is made from the cauldron. Like Like calls calls to to like. like. Uh, Maybe that should just be our tattoo. (laughs) Like calls to like. I like it. (laughs) Um, And so during the scrying, she... Like, her power shows so much that it scares Reese. Most powerful of powerful high lords, and he's terrified of her. Um, It's officially confirmed that she stole death, and then Cass is the one to bring her back down to Earth. Because it's, like, shit's flying, her eyes are silver flames, literally. It's all exorcist. Yeah, it's very... The room goes cold as ice. Earthquake! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Grandpa, earthquake! <laughs> I think I did that last episode, too, but it's still yes. funny. <laughs> uh, we also find out that Feyre and Reese's little babe is going to have wings, which, yay, but also boo. Dun, dun, dun. Because Illyrian wings are not flexible, and it'll probably kill her. Yeah, so basically Illyrian women have Illyrian-shaped wombs for wings, to accommodate wings. And while she got pregnant, so she can shapeshift, right? She got pregnant while she was Illyrian mm-hmm. in her Illyrian form, but then she shifted back to, I guess, normal fae or high fae or whatever, yeah. high lady. And so the baby is growing in her normal womb and not a wing-shaped womb. Mm-hmm. And so this can kill both her and the baby. But the healer or the whatever mm-hmm. it is said that basically she can't be shape-shifting because her condition is so delicate and it can kill baby. Yes. They don't know how the magic will affect the baby. And then this all happens later on. But basically they go to like Draken and Miriam because she was able to have uh, a baby with wings. 
but um, the seraphim and the peregrine wings are both more flexible. Flexible, yeah. So they're a lot, they will bend enough to get through the womb. I think we're making good time. So it looks like it's going to be bad news for Farah. Yes. And the baby. And, and then, dun dun dun, also Reese. Yes, Reese is stressed because I think it was in Frost and Starlight or at the end of Wings and Ruin. They make a fucking pact that they're going to die together. They made a bargain. And so it's tattooed on them. Yes. And so it's like, don't leave unless I do, basically. Yes. And so what this means is if something happens to the baby and likely to Farah, Reese will also die. So yes. not only will they lose the baby and their high lady, but they'll also lose their, their high lord. lord. And so he, t- and nobody else knows this no. until now. He's like, oh, yeah. By the way, and of course, they're not telling Farah about all of this with the wings. Yes, they are keeping that a secret she knows to that not it's, stress her out. Yeah, she knows that it's, it's risky. risky, but she doesn't understand the full extent. And right. they're not telling her. Right. Um, so, a bunch of secrecy again. But, and so finally, Reese tells Cassian and Nesta and Naz that, oh, yeah, <laughs> we made a bargain. Yeah, that doesn't go over very R. well. R.I.P. <laughs> Um, Nesta finds out where the mask is and Cass pulls her back. Um, and then so it's in the bog of Orid. Uh, her cast and as I'm just picturing like the swamp in the movie Labyrinth is what I'm picturing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does not sound like a great place. Not a vacation destination. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> well, let's just check out the reviews on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very dark. Too many Kelpies. <laughs> Um, Azriel gets shot by an, an arrow of Eris's missing soldiers. So Eris has at least like two dozen soldiers that go missing at Randomly some point. Vanished. Um, and then these soldiers are there, but they're acting really weird. Like they're just bloodthirsty, like no thoughts going on in their head. They're at like all. rabid. Yeah. Um, and so Cass puts Nesta in a tree so they can go take care of the soldiers Stay here <laughs> um she stays for like 20 minutes and then starts freaking out that Cass has died because but can't... i'm just like what are you gonna do well you can't see or hear anything in that either so i think that's getting to her as well but also yeah like, i mean she's barely into her training that's i don't what I'm even think she started with the sword yet so. yeah what are you... that's what i'm like what are you gonna do if you get down there so she of course she calms down yes she climbs down <laughs> she gets um she, she would have to cross the water, which the water is, like, black as night, mm-hmm. uh, to get to where Cass and Az are. And she, a Kelpie shows up. Yeah. And so they're, they literally all already told her that there's these, like, dangerous mm-hmm. death fish mermaid things. Yeah. Kelpies. And I think there are Kelpies in Harry Potter, but they didn't sound this scary. Yeah, but these things sound horrible. <laughs> and basically, like, you're going to die. And she's like, oh, I'll cross it anyway. Yeah. She's like, I got to get to the And so sure man. enough, she doesn't even make it to the fucking water. And Kelpie's nope. like, what's up, bitch? Yeah. It's like, ooh. Which we find out later because he's speaking like an old language or something like, like that. Like the oldest between, language. Yeah. Yeah. Between Reese and Amran, they uh, translate it. And it's like, here you are. Like, my you're going to be my bride. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take you. I don't know. It's really creepy, disgusting shit. Yeah. He like forces kisses on her, which actually gives her air to breathe. So mm-hmm. she kind of allows it because she he pulls her, her underwater yeah and, yeah and so um, as he's like dragging her she sees something that yeah like glinting inter- glinting and so she's like oh, i'm gonna grab this yeah and there's all these bodies in various states of decay around mm-hmm. there too 
Um, but the thing that she saw glinting was the mask. It the was mask. like, oh, hey, friend, you're in this water. I am like, too. Like Here calls to like. So we're not we're not talking about the Jim Carrey mask. But yeah, no. <laughs> this one's much fancier. Yes, this one's gold, and it raises the dead. And, and she's like, I'm going to put this on. I know. And so she rises from the depths of the water um, because she gets the dead bodies around her to – tear the kelpie apart yeah, raises an army of the dead yeah so by the time Cass and Azriel get there she's rising up out of the water because like, they're panicking like where the <laughs> fuck is she and she so she i just i can see this so clearly in my head but she's rising out of the water gold mask on mm-hmm. a sea of the dead with her and then she's got the fucking kelpie's head in her hands just like high burns yep silver flames going totally badass and uh yeah Good times. But then she's also able to take the mask off, which is interesting because apparently nobody who's ever put it on before has really survived. Yes. And, or been able to willingly take it off. Yeah. Like I think Amarin says the only time it's come off is when they've been beheaded. Yeah. And and she, and they're like, what did you do? And she's like, I just asked it if I could take it off. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) can I take you off now? And it was like, cool. You can take me off. (laughs) Sure. she's like, okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Um, the next thing I wrote was, I'll take whatever you offer me. Oh, the Cass says that. Oh, yeah. Her. I'm like, wait, where are we? Where because are we she, um, she's, she just wants sex. I'm sorry. When you've shared a war and all these wartime scary, I'm going to die and protect you times, you can't just have sex with that She's person. just a college fuckboy, really. Okay? You just can't do it. You can't do it. You're lying to yourself. Anyways, there's 11 people training now. <laughs> And this is where I noticed the glances between Az and Gwen. Um, Helian shows up because they want to use his knowledge stores to help with the Feyre situation. And I just love him. Um, oh, Nesta accidentally makes a new trove when Cass takes her to... Um, the blacksmith when she starts working oh, with the sword. Oh yeah, put that down. She created a demonic sword. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a magic sword. No, I put demonic. I said Nesta <laughs> created demonic swords at the blacksmith, and he basically takes her there to just take out her anger on some swords. And so, but she creates demonic swords, magic swords, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, it's a, I think a long sword, a dagger, and then just like a regular sword. Or some yeah, shit. but she leaves in there, doesn't take her with her, and but those reappear. Yeah, later. yeah. Well, the blacksmith comes and he's like, "Get these yeah, fucking he, away!" He brings from it, me. brings them to Reese or to somebody. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "These Reese. are you take these, not mine." Because yeah, he's like, "They're cursed. They're cursed. I can't, I can't have them." And so even, <laughs> even. Like, Amarin says not to, like, unwrap them. Mm-hmm. And so Reese has them, like, you know, glowing and yeah, standing upright. And it's just, them. yeah, sitting there looking at him like, oh. Yeah. And the, like, long sword is the one that has the most magic in it because it's the one she worked on the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, from the beginning. But Amarin floats the idea of Reese using this new trove to become High King. Which there's only been one. It was a long ass time ago. He had, I think, a magic sword too. It's the whole thing. And Reese is like, I don't fucking want that. Yeah. Why are you trying to make me high king? Which I don't see why not. Because and he's already the most powerful high lord. So it only makes sense for him to be king of all of Prithian. Right. And he, I know he just wants to stick with his little high, like, night court and all that stuff. And I get it. And, like, be around his family. I feel like for the greater good, you should do it. Yes. Because 
literally any other high lord will not be as they'll fuck it up well i mean that's what i'm saying like i feel like you should just do it maybe tarkin but he's young by their sure 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 sure. but i feel like he would be the least selfish yes and he would be the most fair yes and so for you know ultimately for the future of perithian and everybody in it yeah you know i feel like he would be good but he's like no thank you yeah, make him High King and then, like, Tarkin and Helion, his, like, number twos besides the inner circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, most, I'm just biased because I like them the most out of the other High Lords. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. Is this where she finds out that they voted not to tell her? And there's a tantrum? Yep. And so they voted not to tell her about <clears throat> the swords? Mm-hmm. Okay, is that what she was mad about? Yep. Yeah. So um, they basically had a group vote without Nesta there yeah, to determine whether or not they're going to tell her about the magic swords. <laughs> and then sweet baby Cass, he like doesn't like to keep anything from her. So he's like, hey, like randomly at training, he's like, hey, do you have a sword? What would you name it? What would you name it? And she's like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, why? what does it matter? And he's like, but for real, what would you name it? And I forget the name. I should have wrote down and the names also- that Gwen and Emery came up with because they were so dumb. Death Slayer or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm also like, why are you like, like Cassian? Like, why are you being like naive like that? He he's not coy, yeah, at all. Um, and so yeah, she gets pissed. She makes it all the way down the stairs. Yeah. So she had only been going like she'd been practicing going down mm-hmm. the stairs, and then even felt like she could make it all the way to the door, but then decided not to. Yep. And then now she's pissed and goes all the way down the stairs yep. out the sit out the door into the city. Yep. And instead of going to a tavern to get drunk, she goes straight to their house mm-hmm. and she spills beans. About Feyre's baby. About Feyre's baby to her. Yeah. And Reese flips the fuck out, overreacts, and is like, get her out of the city now. And, you know, I know part of it is because Nesta and Reese don't see eye to eye. And this is her point of view. But also, Reese, I don't like you very much right now. I don't you need blame to calm him. down. But I also know part of it is him being like innately very protective of her and the baby. I get that, but also she was acting like a little child. Like, she oh, was. Um, y'all voted not to tell me because I've been a condescending bitch and she was like acting confused, like why they wouldn't tell you. And then now you're proving exactly why they didn't tell you. Yes. Because you're throwing a tantrum and you're telling somebody some horrible news. I think in her eyes, it makes Reese look worse. And that's why I was disappointed. Yeah. But as an objective part, he didn't overreact. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so Cassian flies her to the mountains. Yes. And they go on a five-day hike. He barely speaks to her at all. Yeah. Besides barking orders. And then she passes out because she doesn't drink enough water. And when uh, he carries her the rest of the way to the lake, she wakes up. She finally breaks down. Has an existential crisis. Yes. Um, yeah. She lets it all out. And this is her season eight finale confession moment. <laughs> Where, and you know, I can understand this. It's not healthy, but dealing with other people in my life that have had severe depression and anxiety and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. it's very easily to self-destruct and isolate and just blow up your life for no reason and also not talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. And so this is when I really started making the turn like, okay, fine. Fine. I get why you were being the way that you are. It's not healthy and it doesn't excuse it, 
But in the circumstances, it makes sense. They don't have therapy here. Okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> but you can't blame your shit on everybody else. No, absolutely not. And the, of course, at the end of the day, if she had been open from the beginning, she would have realized everyone else is suffering in the same way. And they all That's what I'm saying. She acts like everybody other. else ha- doesn't have it bad, too. Yeah. Like, she's the only one who's suffering. And so that's the part that gets on my nerves since I'm like, again, child, but. But sometimes when you're in it and then the way she was raised to be ruthless by her mother, she's not used to relying on anyone. And yeah. She, so we get some more glimpses of that too throughout the book about yeah. how she was her mother's favorite and um, her mother basically was, you know. Bred her to be conniving and yeah, bre- king yeah, raised her to you know go for the rich men to make the whole family rich and put her in dance lessons and all the things to um, make her get all the wealthy boys. Yeah, um, but yeah, so she has this crisis um, at the mountain, mm-hmm. and so but then you know they everything's fine. They're um, having a bunch of you know hot sex at mm-hmm. the in the mountains, mm-hmm. and then they come back. And some training, too. And some training, some sex, training and banging. Sounds great. And then they come back and just now they're trying to get the harp. Part three. Yeah, Valkyrie. Um, So she finally goes to one of the, like, uh, priestess services where they honor the mother. There's some singing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's down in a cave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Down in a cave. She's enjoying the music because that's what she's missed the most um, about the taverns and whatnot. Mm Mm-hmm. And because there's bone and stone, she scries she, accidentally. Yeah, she loses she accidentally herself scries. in the music. Yeah. She scries. She finds out that the harp is in the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, she also sees Brylin's dumbass <laughs> with the crown and uses the harp to break the wards. So at this point, I'm pretty sure we know that the crown is what Brylin is using to control Eris's soldiers. Yeah. Um, that they found that they they had captured two from there and like tortured them a little bit and they were like not doing anything like yeah. not showing they acted like it did not face them yeah um so she names her sword ataraxia which we find out later on uh is stands for inner peace or it means inner peace i was gonna say i don't remember why that why that name was chosen but yeah yeah <laughs> um so cell gets open when they're in the prison yeah so they have to go to the prison to get the harp lanthus is the only it's like what get, gave cassian the massive like, yeah his scar, big scar yeah. on his pecs or whatever mm-hmm. um and he's one of the terrifying things that Cass put in prison forever and ago. she's the only one who can like touch the harp too mm-hmm. and so she like grabs the harp and that's whenever she yeah sings. she asks it to unlock the wards or whatever but because of the warding it unlocked like this is cell that was close to because it's again another sentient thing made from the cauldron that mm-hmm. wants a little bit of chaos yeah <laughs> so um let this cell gets open Cass she also sees brielle in there too right yeah mm-hmm. she sees her um that's how they know i think for sure that she has the crown yeah because she sees her and then brielle sees her there too it creates like a connection and mm-hmm. so brielle sends more of eris's um controlled soldiers to get them yeah nesta runs out of the prison sees the soldiers and then is like i can't leave cast there so that she uses the harp to basically teleport back down there because she realized 
the, something about the harp, whatever it said, like the strings, how yeah. many strings you pluck is determines like what you do, whether you want to teleport, whether you want to right. kill somebody, whether you want to, you know, do X, Y, Z. Right. So she's using the strings to teleport back into the cave. Yes. And then um, she uses Ataraxia to bind Lanthus into a form. He tries to get her by showing her a vision. Of him and of her together. Him and her, yeah. And taking, taking over the world, basically. Yeah. World domination, baby. Can't you feel it? Exactly. And, you know, it's a little seductive at first because she's like a little under his trance. But then she notices that he's the one wearing the crown. And she's like, that's what you really want. Yeah. Bitch. You just want some power. So then she finally uses Ataraxia to kill him. And I said, bye, bitch. He did. <laughs> um, And then after that whole debacle, Nesta survives sitting by the fire mm-hmm. for a whole night. Because, again, throughout this whole book and even in Frost and Starlight, she is very tense around a fire, especially if it's a big crackling fire. Um, which is my favorite sound like whenever it's cold outside we didn't get to do which we we have a wood burning fireplace but we didn't get to do too many of them yeah but it's my favorite sound. wood burning is my favorite smell but then also too i'm like because i'm such a spaz about like the house burning down like i'm like so stressed like whenever we like leave it even if it's like completely gone out basically it's still warm and like i know it's still in there and i just get so stressed i've thought about buying one of those solo stoves just so i can have that smell going yeah because i love it that's why by the fireplace now is the only perfume i will ever wear for the end of time because it smells like i smell that one burning wood i'll i'll show you after um okay um he gives her music for the solstice Oh, yeah, so we're at Solstice, um, and they're given gifts, and... Yeah, she goes down the steps and back up again. Yeah. Like, without anger fueling her. Yeah. And at the end of it, Cass is waiting, and he's like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Um, let's go to Starfall. He gives her a symphonic or something like that is what it's called. It's basically Is this Bluetooth. where they use her as bait? Basically for Eris. Oh, yeah. They, that happened right before Solstice. Okay, yeah. Um, during the um, Hewn City Solstice celebration. Yeah. So Hewn City has the celebration, and then they're going to use Nesta as bait for Eris, where she's basically yeah. going to not fully seduce him, but, you know, flirt with him. Yeah. Elaine tells a story about Nesta dancing. and Well, there was a girl back when they were still rich that was – making fun of um, Elaine and like bullying her or whatever. And Nesta knew that that girl wanted to marry this Duke that was coming into town that was broke and looking for a rich wife. So she hit him with the one margarita. Yeah. (laughs) But the dance moves. 14 at this time, but is beautiful and so good at dancing that that Duke is like, I'm going to need to marry you. Completely ignores the bullying girl. Mm -hmm. And her dad's like, LOL, I know what you did for real, but also you're 14. You're not married him and um after that then they're like well let's use her to dangle in front of eris so we make sure he stays loyal to us yeah um and it works even when Cass fucking interrupts the dance because because he's jealous (laughs) he's very jelly peanut butter Um. and jelly But, yeah, so that happens, and then that's when they have the solstice celebration at the manor or whatever, mm-hmm. or the estate. The, the estate under the rainbow. Yes. Oh. And then uh, Cass gives her the music, which he went and had 
the band that was playing in the Hewn City play all the songs they played the night before so mm-hmm. they wouldn't have background chatter in there. And then he hunted down all her favorite musicians. From the pubs. From the pubs and the bars and the clubs. And had, and had them play. And had them play. So, so basically a Bluetooth speaker. I know. So sweet. And then Asriel gives Nesta a reading light, which she flips out about and acts like it's a damn Louis Vuitton bag. Look, I'd be real excited about Look, that Look, I, I know. I have a reading light. I have two reading lights. But at the same time, like, she acted like it was the best thing on the damn whole damn planet. Well, you know, she's trying to accept the kindness of the sure, inner circle, sure. you know. So it did mean a lot. And then I put Elaine gives Cassian a Stanley Cup. I don't know what she actually gave him. <laughs> I don't know. This was my interpretation of the gift. You know, the Bluetooth speaker, the Stanley Cup. But I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what she actually gave him. I um, didn't write the gifts down. And I tried to Google it. But for some reason, all Google told me was that she gave as um, the headache powder. headache powder. And so it makes him laugh, like really laugh for probably the first time we've ever seen in this book. Like, yeah. Because he's so, he's always so like brood moody, yeah. You know. And so the fact that he laughed um, was significant. But yeah, I I I don't know what Elaine gives Cassian. Oh, maybe it was some kind of cup or something. Maybe. But <laughs> if y'all remember, so <laughs> um, but he gets a Stanley Cup. So after he gives her the music, they have sex. I think this is the first time. Like, they actually have sex. I don't know. I don't remember. There was a lot going on in There was a lot in there. But they bond, baby. Mating bond. Mating bond. Woo! And then he dips out for five days. Yep. Because fucking males. (laughs) Sounds about right. Uh, and then, so after that, she is like annoyed and sad. So she's like, we're going to have a sleepover. Okay. I got a magic house. Bring your asses. So Emery. The girls. Yeah. (laughs) Not Cassian. Yeah. No, not Cassian ass. (laughs) Um, Emery and Gwen come over. They're just asking in the house for ridiculous things, having a good time. They make friendship bracelets. (laughs) That they're going to take the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. And they're like, we're always going to be able to find each other. That's what we pray. Mm-hmm. And we know that Nesta makes things. Okay. Yep. So she made is, these bracelets are significant. The new trove. She made the house. She wanted a friend. The house turned into a friend. Because I didn't, I didn't think time, she made the house. I just thought the house was already magic. It was to an extent, but it literally like became a friend for her. Like she really made it because uh, okay. the whole time. Like Cass and I think even Reese, when he comes to visit or hears about it, is like, I mean, there's magic in the house, but not to this extent. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and Amarin, of course, puts it all together because it's Amarin and she gets it all. Um, oh, one of the Valkyrie things, like to officially become a Valkyrie, you have to cut a ribbon with your sword. Mm-hmm. They've all been struggling for a while, but then they all cut the ribbon. So they're like, boom, yeah. bitches, we're Valkyries. And part of it's like a lot of like deep breathing exercises and mm-hmm. centering your mind. So this really has helped Nesta come to terms with everything mm-hmm. and really get her mental health in check. Mm-hmm. And so now she's just breathing in for the eight count, breathing out for the six or whatever. Yeah. And just it's is the epitome of inner peace. It's helped them all. It's been great, which yeah. probably is why she named her sword Inner Peace. Yeehaw. Um, okay. they, A lot of back and forth between uh, Nesta and Cassian, though, is what I put. Yeah. They, uh, Cass and Asriel, make 
um, the girls do an obstacle course that turns out to be the blood right qualifier. And uh, Devlin comes and like he, they invite Devlin to come on the last day because it's only, I think, M, Gwen, and Nessa that does it on that day because mm-hmm. the other priestesses weren't comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote, fuck you, Devlin, you little bitch. <laughs> Because he's all pissed. Devlin makes me think of uh, <laughs> Just Go With It, where the Jennifer Aniston. Did you ever watch that? Mm. Oh, never mind. You're not going to get it. But there's a I character like in there. Rom-coms, okay? I'm sorry. It's such a good movie. It's my, <laughs> one of my favorite movies, but it's got Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, which I both love. And uh, Nicole Kidman, love her too. But anyway, her name is Devlin and she's a bitch. Oh, that's hilarious. And Jennifer Aniston <laughs> names her kid poop after her. And so they call it Taking a Devlin. <laughs> It's in the name, man. It's in the name. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this is when Nessa makes this episode on her own. Anyways, she apologizes to Amarin, and then that's when she finds out that she made the house. Yeah. Um, So she cashes in her favor to send him away, because she gets pissed about the Bond thing, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's like, obviously, we had literal magic golden threads between us when we had sex. It's the bond. And she's like, fuck you. I'm not bonded. She sends him away. I'm like, again, okay. like, why are you so mad about it? I would not be upset. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. They've been having all this hot sex for Ungrateful this whole bitch. time. <laughs> he's the sweetest being in the whole wide world. And he's like the most powerful Illyrian warrior ever. How dare you? But she sends him away anyways. And she says... That's what you waste your wish Go on. away for either 24 hours or until I talk to you, whichever comes first. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it, fine. Um, and then she and Gwen end up at Emory's mm-hmm. because they're like, guys, we're sad. Yeah. So they're going to have a little girl's night, but instead they get snatched. Yes. And I wrote fucking Devlin. We find out later it wasn't Devlin's fault, but they get snatched and taken into the blood right. Said so Hope Cass rips his lungs out or Nesta. Which- yeah. I was laughing when I wrote that because it's a supernatural quote. Anywho, part four, Ataraxia. Yeah, so they wake up and dun-dun-dun, they are on the mountain. Yes, and they're separated. They are only in nightgowns. Yeah. And they eventually find out that weapons got put in. So Nesta wakes up first. Which is against the rules. So it's kind of like, how did the weapons get put in? You can't use magic. You can't use weapons or anything like that. Um, And so... Weird. Nesta wakes up first. Um, she assumes it's because she is made from the cauldron. Um, so, you know, the magic didn't get, went through her system a little faster. Mm-hmm. That puts them asleep. Um, All the and, men and everybody else are still asleep, too. Yeah. And so she ends up murdering this big dude. She stabs another dude in the balls. Steals the clothes. Steals the clothes. Boots. Trying to find her way to Emory. Um and or Gwen. Gwen realizes the charm glows into the direction. The bracelet yes. that they made, that she made. Yes. Um, it glows because it is hashtag made. I also wrote, this is why you don't make bargains to die together. Jesus fucking Christ, recent Feyre. Um, Because, yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah. It's not looking good there, at all. There are races, like Helion's been researching in his libraries mm-hmm. Um, everybody's been trying to figure out some kind of solution mm-hmm. because, of course, they could, you know, technically do like a C-section, but it hasn't really been like nobody's really survived right. that. Um, so and, you know, it, it's it's this. Which I mean, C-sections now are 
a lot more routine, but it's still very easy for something to go wrong. It's a sure. major abdominal surgery. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, uh, um, in this book, in this time and place and setting, yeah, they, they are not common. And <laughs> if they, they do happen to succeed, then they're, somebody's going to die of infection, right. post-op infection. So, right. um, so but this, all this stuff is happening very quickly. It's switching between like Cass being at home with Reese and Feyre and things aren't looking good. And then him and Az having to go after Eris because he's been captured by Rylan. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nesta, Gwen, and Emery on the mountain in Bloodright. Yeah, switching so, back and forth between the two perspectives. And so this all yeah. goes pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, she finds she, Emery mm-hmm. first um, and then they get to Gwen. Yeah. the Glen charm. Yeah. Um. Fuck that withered old bitch. This is her fault because we find out that Brylin put the she was uh, controlling Emery's cousin, who we met earlier. Yeah, he. Um, we didn't really talk about him, but he came into the like shop Bellius and was threatening Emery like because his family is supposed to be the rightful owners of the shop um, now that her father's dead from the war and she's like nope this is mine yeah and so he's very brutish and um which it said that he was like acting drunk but he must have been under the influence even then i didn't think about that yeah it literally just occurred to me (laughs) yeah i literally did not even think about that together Um, he was under the uh spell yeah and so after they all find each other um they run into him like first they run into some guys and they have to cross the bridge Gwen gets hurt she gets an arrow in her leg um but they're making it they're getting there they get to the base and then but homeboy's right behind them so Mm -hmm. they've got to sever the bridge connection Mm -hmm. and carry Gwen the rest of the way but yeah, so they're they're already like making history because they're at the base, right? Um, let's see, they make it to Ramiel, then they share their stories, and then they start the breaking, which is like the worst path up to the top of Ramiel. It's the same one that Cass, Asriel, and Reese took. Um, Gwen was one of the priestesses that um, was at Sangrava, which is the very first thing that happened with Highburn. Um, his people raided that um I can't think of the word for it. So like a temple. Okay. I, I, was, I was about to call it like a convent, but yeah. yeah. They raided that temple in search of one of the feet of the cauldron. Mm-hmm. Murdered and raped. Raped and murdered. All of them, including Gwen's fraternal twin sister. Mm-hmm. Um Gwen helped get the children out, though, because yeah. they were trying to get them as well. But yeah. she saved them. Yeah, she got tortured, raped, all that horrible mm-hmm. stuff. And then Az came and saved her. Yeah. Um, brought her to the library. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, we already knew Emery's story. So let's just continue with that until they merge. I was, I was going to say, are we so, staying on the same track or are we yeah. over? Okay. So Nessa... Um, you know, they're growing up the mountain. They're having a really hard time. Nessa's like, I can't carry Gwen anymore because she's been carrying her piggyback the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she tells Emery to get her up the rest of the way so they can make it to the top of Ramiel. 
Because at this point, they don't care about the Illyrian, like, titles or whatever. Yeah. They're already Valkyrie. It doesn't give a shit. They just want to prove to themselves, like, how hard they can go. Um, and, you know, Gwen's like, absolutely not. We're not leaving you. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I, like, we're all going to make it together. Nessa's like, I know, I know. And then uses this move that Cass had showed her way earlier in the book to knock Gwen out. And then Emery carries her up the rest of the way. Meanwhile, Nessa is holding off. Um, she draws a line in the sand. Yep, draws a line in the sand. What's it? Bellius? Yeah. Which the is one. the bitch ass cousin in his goonies at the Pass Shows of Enelaus. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Pass of Enelaus means a lot to the Illyrians. Enelaus was his big. Uh, warrior way back in the day he did the same thing drew the line in the sand saying you're not going to get past this and then sacrificed himself for the greater good which i'm pretty sure Enelaus was a in the trojan war in greek mythology (laughs) anyway all of these Uh. so really none of these names are original sarah (laughs) Um, i'm just like i know the name Enelaus. anywho but yeah so nesta and brutus <laughs> no, uh, it was uh, bilious. Okay, whatever. Uh, I know it's not Brutus, but that's just what I'm um, <laughs> And so they are squaring off together, mm-hmm. right then and there. She takes out all the other guys, boom, 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 Walker, mm-hmm. Texas Ranger style. And so now it's just her and him. Yeah. And he's like, How did you learn to fight so well? And she goes, Because my mate taught me well, which we're like, Woo, finally. So she recognizes that, you know, recognizes the bond. Yes. Yay. So pause there. Because now we have to go back to Cass. Yeah. So it's flipping back and forth, like we said. So here's what Cassian has going on in his neck of the woods. Cass is being very impatient to find Eris. He's like going out of his mind worrying about They're Nesta. They're cir- circling the little castle They're thing. They're circling the castle and nothing's happening. The stuff finally happens. They follow them. They go to a lake. Into the little woods. Okay. They get discovered and they're taken to Koshi. All right. And It's Bree Allen. Yes. Brie and... Um, I think Eris was actually really there. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, he was. Or I don't think he was. Or maybe it was Breelin that wasn't actually there. He, he, she thought he was under the spell, but he was not under the spell, right? Gotcha. Because he had, yes, he, he he had, had the magic the knife dagger. that they gave him. Yes. He had the dagger they that they gave him, him as dagger. a gift at the yes. Hume City party. And he accepted it, but it was a made gift from her. So he has it on her. Yes. So she was, he was actually not under the spell. Yes. But was p- pretending. Azriel gets away. They keep cast. Mm-hmm. Cass gets put under the spell of the crown. Yeah. And then he gets sent into Ramiel. Yeah. Into and the so, blood rite. And here we are so with Nesta. So that he Nesta. can kill Nesta. Yeah. So here we are with Nesta and homeboy yes. that she's squaring off with. So. And somebody swoops in. She's fighting, fighting, fighting. About to lose. Cass. Boom. Kills the fuck out of him. Surprise, motherfucker. And then she's like, oh, thank God. Thank God My you're mate. here. Yay. And then she's like, God damn it, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. because he starts to choke her. Yep. And she's like, oh, no. That's how he shows love, man. Then Breelin's <laughs> bitch ass shows up. I said, Breelin, you stupid cunt. This, back to the derogatory, you <laughs> some cunt. Because <laughs> now, Nessa's turbo cunt, but good. Good turbo cunt. Breelin, stupid cunt, bad. Uh, <laughs> basically, Breelin is like, yeah, I did all this to get you to get the trove. Blah, 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 blah. And she's, while she's explaining all this, the sun's slowly rising. Okay. Which means. Which means magic is about to come back. Yeah. Because the uh, death rite is over. Yes. What's it called again? Blood rite. Blood rite. Death rite. Blood rite. So, as soon as dawn hits, Nessa explodes. It literally Mm -hmm. shakes the world. 
like far away. Mm-hmm. She caused an earthquake everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brylin, she unmakes Brylin, so she turns her back young and beautiful again before turning her to ash. Yeah. So she did. Do not rest in peace, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Doesn't just kill her, but completely unmakes her. Yes. Um, they go back home. Feyre's dying. But Koshi was never good. caught. Koshi was never caught. So Koshi's some, still at the lake. Something of note. Feyre's uh, dying. Yes. Trying to give birth to this little winged Illyrian baby. Yes. It's stuck. She's bleeding everywhere. She's like, this is my fate. Everybody's crying. R.I.P. Reese is freaking out because he's going to die too. Because he's about to die. They're all about to disappear into a little dust is what I'm picturing. Yeah. It's terrible. And then um, Nessa is like, I can fix this. She wears all three things at once. Okay. She's got the mask on. She's got the crown on. She's holding the harp. And she's like, what do I have to do to fix this shit? So she's making a deal or a bargain with the cauldron. Yes. And the mother. And the mother. Because she keeps hearing like voices throughout the book too. Yeah. And it's like, is it her own voice? Is it somebody speaking to her? Is yeah. it her conscience? It's the mother. It's the mother. Which, Which is, is interesting. crazy. Because, you know, they pray to the mother and everything. That's, so that's I'm like, their God. I'm like, wait, God is speaking to you? Yeah. Because like the cauldron made everything. Yeah. But the mother is the God. Yeah. So it's like. Father, son, and Holy Ghost. <laughs> Why are you speaking to Nessa, girl? Um, so she makes a bargain. Yes, she makes a bargain. She will give up her power. Yep. If. They say plucking the twenty six string will save Farah. Farah, Reese, and the baby. Reese and the baby. Um, and so she plucks that string, and boom, she lets out a lot of light. And I forget exactly how it's described, but it's like you can tell her power is leaving her, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. There's still a little bit left. They're like, because you did a good deed, you get yes. to keep a little bit. So. She saves Sarah. She saves the baby. Because the baby did get delivered. Like, they actually went through the C-section thing. But he's too small. He's premature. Mm-hmm. Um, when Nessa's, like, crying over Farah and apologizing to her, she's healing her, changes her anatomy to be able to carry future Illyrian babies. And changes her own. Changes her own, which she reveals to Cass later. Mm-hmm. And then um, it touches, like, the baby as well and makes him full-term mm-hmm. and healthy. Um, she officially accepts the bond. Yep. And um, Reese gets better. Like, him and her have more of an understanding. He's so thankful after. He's just, like, showering her with gifts and <laughs> Basically, shit. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm indebted to you, my yeah. life, literally. <laughs> and um, so now they have a better relationship. And they named the baby Nyx. Like it, the makeup. Yes. <laughs> literally what i put i'm like did you name your baby after the makeup hilarious. <laughs> she's a real fan of that liner <laughs> um look i have their brow pencil it's pretty good nick's got some good stuff they got some good stuff sponsor us next <laughs> i wrote that cast pities heiress because he's like you could be a good male but you're too much of a coward and i feel sorry for you i'm still annoyed that five books later and we still don't really know the whole entire like thing of like Eris and more like the whole entire like because he's like his reason yeah his reason because it almost makes it seem like his intentions weren't bad and that there was a particular reason i surmised because he knew that she would be better off with the night court than with him 
Yeah. But he went, but still, like, left her there. Like, didn't even help her. I know. But I think he knew that they were going to come and get her. Maybe. You know Maybe he I called them. I don't I think know. he's already with, like, she was already with them before that. Yeah. Like, I think he knew that they would take care of her. Except for inference. And it was easier for him to be the enemy than to. Yeah. Because if he would have actually helped her and his father found out about it, his father probably would have killed her. Oh, well, sure. You know? So, that's um, what I'm assuming. We'll see. I'm sure we'll find out at some point. And then I also put, because earlier in the book at some point, there was like a little smile or something between Emery and Moore. And oh, yeah. So I put Emery and Moore equals love, question mark. Equals I mean, mark. maybe. Maybe it'll make me like more better if she's with Emery. I'm, I feel like there's all these possibilities as to where you could take future books. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know that I would focus on Elaine. I don't want as, a whole one of Moore and... and or maybe just like a com- like a combination of different things. Like yeah. different cha- each chapter of this new book is. I would be okay. I just need like a follow up with some answers. I would be okay with an Elaine book if it was similar to this, where it split time with like As and Lucian. Yeah, I just don't and want you to be as to long learn more about that because Elaine is just oh. there's not a lot to her. Girl, they're they're all gonna be that. I'm sure. I'm sure, but. <laughs> I mean, but if it's like if it's her and Asriel and maybe even Lucian, and we get more backstory on those two guys as well, I mm-hmm. think it could be fleshed out well. Sure. Would you rank this book? Nine point five out of ten. I think I gave it like. Mm, I'm trying to think of what I rated it on Goodreads. I honestly don't remember. I think I gave it like an eight out of ten or something. I thought it was really funny that she wanted like a super lavish mating ceremony. <laughs> She wanted the whole shebang. She wanted the, she wanted the, you know. She's like, now that Reese is paying for everything. Now that he's paying for everything, I want a 10-tiered cake. Um, I want a string quartet. Actually make it four. Four of them. The biggest fucking wedding. I want a dress that has its own, like, red carpet on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Attached. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love Cassian. I now love Nesta. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's the thing is I just can't forgive and forget. So I'm glad they got a She's still babe. not my favorite, but, you know, I'll, ta- I'll take it. She's not as much of a selfish bitch. Not as much as a, ter- a turbo cunt. TM. Faerun. Re- Which, you know what? Listen, Bone Carver's shady as shit because he showed their little baby, but that baby had no wings. Okay? He could have warned them. If the cereal was still around, he would have told them. Yeah. Well, maybe the boy that he showed, like, maybe he had his wings tucked or something. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe he has the power, like, Reese, to hide his wings. Yeah. Maybe. He's probably going to be a powerful little boy. That's what I'm saying. I need, like, a follow-up, you know, because of everybody. I want, a, I want a follow-up of everybody's lives. I don't want a whole entire book dedicated to, like, one or two people. I want just, like, a follow-up of everybody, like, ten years down the road. Well, I heard rumors mm-hmm. that... <laughs> so the first three year trilogy and then you have the bridge and then there's going to be another trilogy <laughs> oh lord what what else you got to say <laughs> so it's probably going to be this one's five and then a six and seven okay we'll see what happens She's. Pro- I mean Throne of Glass has eight books that's uh, on my TBR Crescent City has three with the fourth one coming out soon so yeah I think she's just going to keep writing till the end of time. You do you, boo. I'll keep reading. I haven't read, which I haven't read any of our other series, but I do want to read Throne of Glass. 
Um, um, my friend Alyssa told me I will like Throne of Glass a little bit better just because it's not quite so romancy. It's more of like action packed. All right. I was just I watched like a TikTok or something and it was saying like what order to read. Not that you had to, but what was the best order to read yeah. all of the series in? Like, obviously, Akatar first, and then Throne of Glass second, and I think Crescent City third. I'm yeah, not lying. That one's like more modern day. Um, but yeah, you've got our drink recommendations and um, our book review. Sorry that all of these episodes are super long, but if you powered through, good job. I'm we made so it. sad it's over. I know. I'm kind of sad it's over too because I'm like, damn, what are we gonna do next? Like, no, I guess we should. Start with spooky season. Ooh, we should. It's September. Ooh. Yeah. We could do like a couple of classic spooky books and then a couple of newer spooky books. Stephen King. Well, yeah. I've only read one Stephen King book ever. Which one? The Outsider. Oh, yeah. I love The Outsider. We could do that That's one. That's pretty good. spooky. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so be sure and follow us on Instagram. Books Banter Podcast. Send us an email. Booksbanterpodcast at gmail.com. And then like us on Facebook. Books, booze, and banter. All right. You've um, powered through. Yes. You've made it through the series. Thank you so much to everyone that listened to every bit of these episodes. Because it's like seven hours of content. (laughs) You deserve a medal for listening to our voices for that long. Because even I don't like listening to us for that long. Listen. It's worth it for this. I've been so excited about this series. And everybody has been begging us to do it. So if you did, you better have listened to every single fucking episode. Every single second. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.